Welcome to another episode of the Mindset Athlete Podcast with me, James Roberts, transformational coach, two-time Paralympian, and TEDx speaker. I have another awesome episode for you today, so let's get straight into it. And on today's show, I've got Tom Palladino. Tom is a scalar energy researcher based in Florida. Scalar energy is the fundamental life force found everywhere in the world, space, and universe. It originates from the sun and the stars, chi, prana, om, mana, life force, pyramid energy, or zero-point energy are synonymous terms for scalar energy. He theorized that all energy in the universe initiates at scalar energy and that the sun of our solar system and the stars of the universe are the points of origin, the storehouses for scalar energy. He further theorized that scalar energy is instructive energy as the universe is instructed by this divine essence subsequently all spiritual cognitive emotional and physical action in the universe is initiated and maintained by scale energy instruments scale energy provides order in the universe so welcome on to the show tom thank you thank you james thanks for the invite Oh, it's, it's great my, to be here. It's my absolute pleasure. And so people got some context in terms of obviously how we got connected. I think it was the introduction by your, your PR team of yes. scale energy. For me, it was like something it wasn't, there wasn't a novelty about it. It was just, it, I had like this intrigue. I was okay. Um, because I've probably immersed myself into like a lot of self-development and, and trying to learning and understanding why do we do the things that we do? Why are the emotional things impacted? And 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 it's almost like um, a contradiction of myself. Of probably, oh gosh, we're talking about twenty years ago as an athlete. Of I was not open even to the idea of visualization back then because I thought it was something of you know Buddhist monks would do. So yeah. I, I've kind of gone a complete hundred and eighty degree switch to. I'm pretty much, I want to learn about everything that I can to be able to have a more um, soul-searching way of looking at things in terms of we're, we're all energy, energy beings at the end of the day, just in these, um, I'm going quite deep now for people listening, uh, like in, and our body's just a vessel at the end of the day and we're all like, we've got souls, so I think what you bring to the table i was very interested to learn more about myself thank you thank you i agree with you we uh we all are vessels and if you realize that energy light is fundamental that everything derives from that fundament you know what is the cause of phenomena energy light what's the result this physical universe so Let's let's look at the cause of nature, which is scalar energy. And that's why this research is so important. We're able to now work with a fundament, a fundamental energy that controls nature. And I'll I'll intrigue the audience as to what we can do with scalar energy. It's, it's masterful control over molecular forms. It's masterful control over the chakras. And uh, we're entering into a new era, a new technology that's going to change the way we live. 
what why do you believe tom there's been this shift to a certain extent and and more of a embrace of what obviously eastern cultures are well known of um chakras obviously the 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 subcontinent of india obviously i've mentioned obviously buddhism tibet um obviously i've got to say it's like in china but i don't want to um but in terms of what do you believe has been that cataclysmic change in yeah. the Western's ideology and philosophy to obviously go down that route? You're right. We're educated. We're starting to realize um, these concepts. People are very educated. I, I credit a lot the, the internet, the sharing of ideas. And with the world now connecting through this global intelligence, we, we understand what other societies have understood for centuries. You know, as you mentioned, prana, om, life force energy, those are real concepts. It's an energy spectrum. It's not electricity, it's scalar energy, what some scientific communities call longitudinal waves. So there's two energies. I am not working with electricity, I'm working with the other energy, scalar energy, it's very real. And I, I will make this comment, everything we've achieved with electricity, we will likewise achieve with scalar energy, but at pennies on the dollar, and it's much safer. So this is a new technology that will change the world, as electricity changed the world. So what's your take on when people say, obviously, the detriment of technology and having, well, exposure to, or, or long exposures to Obviously, I'm talking to you on a laptop, uh, a cellular device or a mobile phone, uh, tablets and all those things to do kind of the reversal effect on people's, ultimately what we're talking about is energy and be it. Oh, you're right. Where, where, where is the fine line and the fine balance between, because obviously I was brought up with dial-up internet. You are obviously slightly older than me, so you, you have a concept of uh, the world pre-internet where is that fine line that we need to find going forward? Yeah, that, that, that is a fine line. And remember, there's two possibilities. There's two energies. So, yes, we're using the electromagnetic spectrum. Yes, there are harmful microwave radiations. What I am proposing is that we get away from electricity. And instead of, instead of using a cell phone that relies upon microwave, we're going to use a cell phone that's able to work with scalar energy, which is not harmful, that does not um, have any mito, uh, uh, mito, uh, 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 any damage of, uh, of DNA, any damage of our, uh, our uh, mitochondrial, uh, our chromosomal uh, state. So we're getting away from electromagnetic energy. We're going into this scalar energy realm in which it's not going to be biologically hazardous. Scalar energy is proven to, to actually abet life. It does not have any side effect. And with that in mind, we're finally going to enter into a realm in which we can work with the energy of the stars, scalar energies from the stars, and we have free energy that's clean. It does not cause any breakdown of our genetic structure. It does not cause cancer. There are no side effects with this energy of the stars. So we're, we're looking forward to that. 
What's been some of the pushback? Because obviously you're talking about multi-billion, well, probably billion-dollar companies. Of okay, you showed me uh, what I think is an iPhone. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking to you on, on a MacBook. What is going to be the, the the upheaval if I was to use, you know, the 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 analogy of the automobile? Of obviously, the petroleum industry had a problem with hybrids, any sort of um, alternative uh, fueling system for a car, and ultimately, obviously, we we probably. I don't know decades behind where we probably could be in terms of like the the the, the using hydrogen using uh, electricity right. and ultimately probably where you'd probably like to see even a car go down that realm of scale energy. Right. Do you think there's going to be pushback from the the, the tech companies? Oh sure, oh sure, because it's a new technology that makes existing technology obsolete, and many many people in the audience have heard of the scientist Nikola Tesla. Tesla was trying to bring the world to the realization that there is free energy from the stars, from the sun. And he was able to transmit scalar energy to power motors. It was free. It was from, there was no power plant. It's the stars that is serving as the power plant. And in his day, over 100 years ago, he was derided. He There was a, an active campaign to smear him. Well, keep in mind, Things have changed. And like you stated, the world is now wiser and the world is waking up to these concepts. And now the internet is serving to disseminate that information. Tesla did not have the internet. I have the internet. And with that, we're, we're introducing this new technology, scalar energy to mankind. It's free energy from the stars and the world is starting to embrace it. I, I see it every day. It grows every day. It's it's really organic now. This notion. How can scale energy be utilized in an unlimited supply of energy? Because obviously, you put you you said it's coming from yes. Well, I'll, I'll say the universe. Ultimately, the stars. How do we go about utilizing? Because ultimately. This is probably the dilemma that we face with alternative uh, fuel sources. Is nowadays, you know, like especially especially where I live, we've got uh, a wind farm not well, about probably say thirty foot, forty miles off the coast. Mm -hmm. But the problem with that kind of technology is ultimately you need it to be. It's not windy today, um, so I know for a fact there might be one or two maybe working. But that is useless energy because they're not able to store it. How would scale energy go about? Obviously, diminishing. Obviously, we we meant I mentioned uh, about obviously we're going for an well in Europe we'll be going in for to energy crisis in the not too distant future of 2022 uh, because of the the Ukraine war. But how would it go about to, to obviously diminish that and be more successful than uh, some of the technologies we've already got use of today, like wind, solar, and uh, waves technologies to some extent. In consummate fashion, this is what Tesla was able to achieve. Tesla began his career, Nikola Tesla, with AC electricity, but he, he saw that there was a superior energy, scalar energy. And he was able to tap into this star power, this sun power. Now, keep in mind, the sun and the stars 
always emit their energy. So it's an unlimited supply of energy. There, there, there is, uh, if you will, no shortage of star power, sun power. So, and there have been other scalar energy researchers who have harnessed this energy. And if you really dig deep, th these are functioning instruments. These men, these scientists have developed free energy devices from the sun and the stars. And if it's free energy, well, then an application is relatively inexpensive to apply it. And it's from the sun and the stars, there's no chemical reaction. It's pure light. So there is no carbon footprint. There is no smoke. There's no emission. There's no radioactivity. It's non-physical divine light. Now, I know this, this seems just too good to be true, but Tesla... Tesla had free energy devices. And the audience might say, well, where are those free energy devices? He developed them, but various parties, when he was alive, various groups were undermined his work to the point it's been suppressed. And many people don't realize that Tesla had free energy devices. Well, it's probably with anything, anything that um, was I watching just last night of... It was a BBC documentary about climate change, and it got, went back to, it shows how young I was, uh, Al Gore as vice president, and we're going back a long time to, to, yeah. to the mid-90s of what he proposed was radical, and ultimately you you could say that the U.S., Senate didn't do the U.S. any favors by obviously did, um, to I didn't watch the whole document, but what I took away from it is it undermined the Kyoto Agreement because what Al Gore uh, proposition was the ones had that had profiteered off being obviously uh, I'll call them not developing country but industrial powerhouses have gone through the stages of development and, and dirtied the world over well, i'll use britain because it's probably the easiest example probably two if not 300 years so why shouldn't the u.s britain and uh most notably other uh, colonial powers take the brunt of reducing uh their, their climate footprint over the long run ultimately the senate kind of vetoed that as we've got to ratify it before it comes law in the US and obviously it never happened so ultimately we are now 20 yeah 25 years on and now the science can back it up what some probably said was there's no scientific proof as ill effects of what we're doing to the climate be it um boring for minerals to obviously uh, put things into obviously technology um, obviously the, the the automobile industry uh, the petroleum industry and ultimately uh, where we're at now that it kind of the giant says well we're doing damage and and if we don't do something probably as um, oh gosh what's the kids uh, activist uh, greater I can't think of a surname Obviously, you got kids now going to, to process into the streets. So if, if you guys don't get your act together, of, of people like they're in the forties and the fifties, ultimately we've got to live with this, the 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 after effect of non reversal of change. So I think w what you're talking about with what Tesla had to deal with, I'm not surprised by that because it's probably happened 
over decades, if not centuries, of exactly. anything that's uh, going to undermine uh, capital at the end of the day. So we're talking about money. Right. Everything is they're going to do. Uh, I think the documentary even um, is the former uh, president of Exxon Mobil even sent, came came out and said there's no proof to back that the uh, that petroleum is causing any effects of the climate. It's like, well, <laughs> even I know that, and I probably knew of well maybe if you were to fly to uh what was i watching i think the example it was a joke tiktok of uh where do i i was kind of we were talking off air about obviously britain having a heat wave last week of the person going to um just kind of talking to somebody like metaphorically in the future water no longer exists and how it was the light luxury where the person would go on a holiday because he would go into a warmer climate so it's like, well, if that makes no sense to justify losing uh, a natural resource in the long run just because you want pleasure. Ultimately, people can sit on the fence with that because you want to be able to have um, what has not become a luxury, but we only have to go to the, the beginning of the century as you have to be wealthy to be able to travel uh, because there wasn't as many aircraft available uh there's no such thing as long haul flight because it was jumping from uh you probably struggled to get from one side of the us to the other without stopping at least once so i think the the notion that you're talking about with tesla i i'm not surprised i think obviously there's pushback now because with the event of the internet of you were able to probably find whatever you you need to be able to prove an argument and then ultimately if you, you're very savvy you would probably go to then find a third one as well to kind of go okay this is telling me this argument that proves the way i think this is probably an argument that doesn't to let me kind of find a, a third alternative to make my own conclusion i think people are going to i think there are obviously the 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 embracing of chakra and things like that because of uh stresses to do around work to do around health and i think people are probably looking to that as well a lot of people probably had the same beliefs as i did uh, just over a decade ago as well this can't work because it doesn't fit my ideology because it can't be as and I and I and I can laugh about it like with you because ultimately my my belief was oh I can't visualize something that doesn't exist because I don't think it can exist and uh, I probably don't do myself any favors because it was a two dimensional picture of going on so you can't really visualize something you can't move around as easily as if it was a three di- three dimensional um, at least. Uh, video concept which a lot of things will do nowadays so you can actually oh this is what it feels like to go on the ground floor of of a building thus you can you can imagine probably any amount of uh scenarios or or things that you might perceive to be go into the finished product ultimately whether or not that turns out to be that is down to money again and i think when you mention uh, an energy source that is free versus, gosh, energy things going up to, I think it's about, in this country alone, I think it's going to go up 50%. Uh, 
I think people would kind of go, okay, we can give the proverbial middle finger up to all these energy companies to, I think, where Britain's not ideally suited versus maybe some of the other um, continental foes of we don't own our energy companies, so thus they can probably put people over a barrel as well. This is how much it's going to cost. You can either pay us more or we cut you off which is obviously it's not ideal when you've got that compounded on to we've gone through a pandemic uh obviously people are having to resort to food banks and then come the winter time especially in colder countries people are gonna have to choose whether or not they eat or they or, or they heat themselves which is you, you especially when you think of it in supposedly first world countries these are not things that we should be talking about it should be okay F companies have obviously taken a, a, a poverty quite famously about a pandemic which is not right but people shouldn't have to have to choose well do i feed my kids or do we heat our home yeah in the 21st century yeah i i i on balance i agree with what you've said so What's the solution? It's a new paradigm. It's a new approach. Um, if we look at the electromagnetic grid. We've had it for over 100 years, and it's served its purpose. But it, really, it's a feat. It, it's, it's seen its day. It's really passe. In order for us to advance now, we need clean, inexpensive energy. We need a new approach. And I am saying that Nikola Tesla and other scientists, a man by the name of Thomas Moray, developed clean scalar energy instruments. These were perpetual energy instruments. Tesla drove a car with scalar energy. There was no combustion engine. He was working with the energy of the stars to navigate, to maneuver a car. A man by the name of Thomas Moray was worked with the scalar energy instrument to illuminate objects, to actually power a, a, a garment iron. So you put all of that into perspective, this has been done. Now we simply have to revisit what these, these scientific giants have accomplished in the past and then embrace it and incorporate it. Um, <clears throat> if you will, 50 years ago, nobody had a cell phone. Now it's indispensable. <clears throat> Can you imagine 50 years ago, everybody had a landline? Some people don't have a landline now. So that's been the, the trajectory for the past 50 years for cell phones. This, this new energy is, is coming. It's, it's, it's coming quicker than many people realize. It, and many people are yearning for it. And many people realize that this is scientifically valid. My work is valid. Every day I go to my laboratory, my scalar energy instruments can perform a function, a scientific function. They work. This is reality. I power my instrument from this energy from the stars. I'm able to broadcast this star energy anywhere in the world. So, Tom, so, so people, because obviously listening to this, it's very difficult for some people to be able to imagine how it goes about working. How do you how are you able to one on the one hand transmit it to anywhere that you want in the world yeah. are you getting it via the traditional sense of a satellite yes 
my instrument works like a satellite. Now, I'm going to explain in operation how it works. Keep in mind, this is not electricity. This is not electromagnetic energy. When I want to deliver a signal, I delivered it through a person's photograph. This is my photograph. A photograph has scalar energy signals, signatures on a photograph. And I would place my photograph in the instrument. My instrument works like a satellite, can find me by way of this identification. If I can find somebody by way of their cell phone and two cell phones communicate, then I can find not a cell phone, but a, a person by way of their photograph and communicate with that person. And this is how it's done. Scalar energy allows me to broadcast anywhere in the world. It's a free broadcast. And all I need is a person's photograph to identify them. So my instrument works like a, a global satellite, free energy, sending energy through the quantum realm, identified by a person's photograph. That's the new technology. So you have wireless cell phones now, and you have wireless transmission of scalar energy. The, the operating principle of electromagnetic energy through a cell phone is now, if you will, analogous to a scalar energy paradigm working through a photograph. So it's almost like, to a certain extent, not totally, a bit like pinging a phone or a QR code on on yeah. a bit of information to be able to, well, which yeah. I saw, I saw uh, at a local pharmacist utilizing QR code to be able to advertise for a job, which obviously is really coming into the 21st century, whereas um, we only got to go back probably in my lifetime of you had to get obviously a piece of paper, send in your CV, and then we'll get back to you to the point of of what what you're saying to be able to recognize people based on their imagery it's 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 it doesn't sound uh fantasy but it almost sounds i won't say too good to be true but it sounds like it's like like 100 years if not a long way a long way off to be able to go from where we're at now but i think when you 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 mentioned obviously cell phones and things like that and I think well before I came back into coaching I worked in high school and even those students didn't believe there was such thing as a dial-up internet and I think I asked the question well how do you get from phase one or ground zero to having a computer in your hand it's got to come through got to come through stages and okay uh, I'm probably fortunate that um, my mum's worked in well now retired but has worked in secretarial work most of her life she's seen kind of the evolution of the computer going from being in taking up a pretty much half a room to working in, <laughs> to, to, to where we are now that you don't really need okay I'm talking on a laptop you don't need to be able to communicate with another person right. like you and I were doing uh, across the Atlantic right. with the conventional uh day-to-day -day objects that we had in the future i think so i think it, it, it's trying to look at it from um you know the world's your oyster kind of perspective as it, there's infinite ways in which this can obviously go forward it's just whether or not how much of uh the present day powers that be 
want to kind of shackle it and not let it progress as much as it probably could yeah. do. So if we go into the, the, the you, you mentioned yeah. before the quantum realm, describe that for people that especially I, I'm not sure what it is myself, but for people that don't know what it is, kind of talk them sure. through it. There, there, this is a new science, so we need a, a new definition of terms. So the term quantum energy or, or, or the quantum dimension is really referring to outside of electricity and magnetism. It's a different energy spectrum. It's a different dimension. Quantum dimension is not electromagnetic dimension. So simply stated, many people use that term quantum energy that is apart from electromagnetic energy that it's simply a in different spectrum it's a different reality so what am i saying to the audience there's two opportunities there's two realities the world that we look at is an electromagnetic reality but there's another dimension there's another reality which is non-physical which is consciousness or quantum energy so once we understand that there's another opportunity scalar energy quantum energy that it's clean that it's, it's readily available, there's no scarcity, it's from the sun and the stars, and that it's quite superior to that of electricity, magnetism, coal, hydrogen, nuclear power, wind farms. The day is coming. The, day, you know, the, the world is about to have its eureka moment. And once the world realizes that this has been present all along, and there have been scientists who tried to introduce this to the world, Tessa, Moray, Hieronymus. Now I'm trying to introduce this. Once people see the benefits, it's unstoppable. What, why do you think it's taken so long then, Tom? Because ultimately, um, if, if, if there's... If, this is my way of thinking to a certain extent. If there's to be progress to made, why, why, wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you embrace it? Because ultimately... We've only got to go down the the history of okay. Tom Edison with the light bulb. Um, obviously, some p- people in history would probably discredit that as he didn't. He created the, the term electricity, but he didn't create. create uh, I can't remember the black person is that actually created created the filament uh, of that. But ultimately, there's got to be a progression to do to do uh, along a timeline of okay. It's the same with. Um, Ford and the motor car, like mass production of it, uh, and you've only got to go back probably fifty years before that of people being drawn by horse and buggy, and some people might kind of go, "Well, we've come such a long way in a few hundred years." But if you're talking about Tesla discovering this over a hundred years ago, to a certain extent, where could we have been in terms of I grew up with the Jetsons and things like that, you know, the futuristic things of we should have. I probably could talk to my mom and dad if they were told that in by now we should be driving flying cars and things like that, and uh, automation would be more prominent and things like that. But with, I think the the the, the undertones of this is people don't like change, do they? At, at the no, root cause of it. No, they don't. You know, some people were were rather uh, entrenched to to work against computers. Some people wanted to hold on to their landline. They did not want a cell phone. 
But ultimately, society sees that something's better, it's less expensive, it has ease of operation. Uh, there's comforts to be derived from, from technology. And the people win. The people always win, regardless of what government's in power, how, how what lobby is trying to lobby and, and uh, coerce a government uh, in no respect to multinational corporations, the people demand it and then the people win because it, it really comes down to choice. If the people have a choice and that scale energy is the choice of the future, we'll, we'll take it. But how do you scale it? How do you, I shouldn't really use scalar and scale it up. But how do you go about, obviously, uh, I talked about the, the motor car and, and, and making it through a process that every person that wanted to purchase a car could do so by, uh, obviously, the, the, they made the, 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 well, this is probably what everything does with selling with things. You, you always sell the, uh, the result, not the the what the benefit of the product is, and I think obviously Apple does that very well with, or well, they did when they released the, um, oh gosh, what's it called? Not the iPhone, the the i the oh gosh, what's the first one? The music one, I can't think what it's called. The 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 iPod, the iPod. Uh, they didn't they didn't do it on this is what it can do. This is what it gives you, as in to have, uh, I don't think I ever got a thousand songs on the very first one of mine, but it was probably very, very close. But that's like a luxury, as in I, I'm probably of the age, do I own CDs anymore? I probably have a few, but not to the collection that I did as a teenager. But that is a hindrance of carrying hundreds of CDs around with you just to be able to have access to that music. So... Uh, and obviously it's it's now gone a step further with streaming services of now you don't just have a thousand songs at your 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 disposal you have this whole catalog of, of music past present and well going into the future when things are newly released so i think what you you represent with with scalar energy is how does it become part and parcel of everybody's lifestyle and their day-to-day living that it pretty much becomes uh, your analogy is appropriate because i i really envision that the 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 group that i'm working with the company that i form will be the apple of quantum health in the future in other words i'm not going to ask anybody to create an iphone or a tablet i'm not going to ask anybody to have that body of knowledge that a collection of songs or collection of information. So I, I think the, the work that I'm doing serves as the, the Apple or we're going to be, if you will, the Amazon of quantum health. And we're just going to sell our services and we'll give away our services to those in need. So when we don't have to reinvent the wheel here, you don't need to have an, a, 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 an Apple manufacturer in, in every town in the United States. And so Keep in mind, I deliver my energy by way of a photograph, whether it's one person or a collection, a collage. Today in my laboratory, I work with half a million people. Wow. So we are on our way to becoming the apple of quantum health. We are on our way to becoming the Amazon of quantum health because a photograph transcends time and space. I don't even need a warehouse. 
you know, Apple, Amazon, Walmart, these big box stores, they need warehouses. I don't need a warehouse. They, they need people to drive and to deliver a product. I deliver my service by a photograph. A photograph transcends time and space so I can scale very quickly. Mark my word, we, you'll look back on this in five years and you will see that we, we by that time, in five, six, seven years, we will have become the Amazon of quantum health, the, the Walmart of quantum health, just to use that as an analogy. How do you imprint the, the information into the picture or is it already there? It's already there. You see, everything that, that is so laborious with computer programming, you have to program a computer. I don't do any programming. A photograph already captures a person's signature. And then if I wanted to destroy a germ, say the herpes virus, this is a photograph of the herpes virus, I would actually place a photograph of the herpes virus alongside a photograph of a person. So the information from the microbe herpes shares with the person's quantum field. And in an instant, I can identify the herpes virus in the quantum field and destroy it. So whether I'm working with one person or 20 people or a million people, this instrument in one day can identify the presence of the herpes virus or the absence of the herpes virus in a million people and then destroy it accordingly. So what do you believe, Tom, is the, oh gosh, how would I describe this word? The in, infinite capabilities of it, because ultimately we, 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 you talked about uh, obviously herpes di viruses of sexual transmitted disease. We've gone through a series of two years, and obviously we're still continuing. It's just obviously not called a pandemic. It's probably an, an epidemic now with COVID-19. And obviously some people can't use that term, but it is a coronavirus at the end of the day. It's, it's not. It's only differentiates itself from the common cold, the flu, by a strain. And what do you think the capabilities of, of the, the scalar energy is for, obviously, as we especially with the, the the more i won't call them developing countries say india and china as they get bigger obviously we're going to obviously encroach more and more uh as a as a human entity on areas of the world that we probably weren't meant to disturb so we're going to create uh, i'm going to probably cause conflict by saying this more and more of these things down the line to the point that i think i was reading somewhere I think it might have been a LinkedIn article, Bill Gates kind of trying to proposition a world without pandemics. You're thinking, well, we can't become gods to a certain extent. There's got to be life and death at the end of the day because uh, uh, the planet can't sustain. It's probably on the teeter and as it is with 8 billion people on the planet. So if, if, if people don't... This might sound a bit morbid, but don't die of things of diseases of it's not even really natural selection because Darwinism doesn't doesn't exist because survival of the fittest is the people that adapt, not necessarily that they're be they're better and things like that. But for, so I come back to my original question: where where do you see? And this is some, probably a question that you could evolve five years from now, 10 years from now, where do you think the capabilities of this, this energy can actually go to? 
It's unlimited. Keep in mind, scarcity is not a factor. Any economic model, I, I don't care if you're building a factory, you have a, an office building, a school, a home, there are limited resources. With scanner energy, sunlight, it's unlimited. There is no scarcity of this energy. Now, with that in mind, we can overcome many of our problems with this new way of living, with this new paradigm. So the problems we inherit by way of the military industrial complex, and there are many problems, we, we remove those encumbrances. There are no hurdles with scalar energy. It's free energy, it's clean, there's no carbon footprint, and we can distribute this energy anywhere in the world in a flash. Meaning what? We've overcome the energy crisis. We don't have to worry about CO2 pollution. There is no CO2 pollution. So the world should really take note of scalar energy research and realize that our day is coming. There has to be a, a significant sea change in, in thinking and, and acceptance. And once we get away from the military industrial complex and we go into God's province in which we just work with free energy, clean energy from the sun, that's it. So many of our problems are about to be solved. Do you think the problem under the undertone of that is control? Of course, of course. Now, why, you know, it's been said many times, well, why hasn't this been brought to the attention of the general public? Well, even there, there are some media organizations that don't want this. This is a threat to those with money and power. And uh, it, this has to be a grassroots movement. And this is what I advocate because the people will carry this and the people will demand this. Now, I, I've not received any help from government, any multinational corporation. The media has, has essentially uh, either uh, ignored what I've done or tried to lampoon my work. So, you know, I, I don't anticipate the power structure of the world to help. They see that their money and power are going to be, um, if you will, uh, jeopardized by free energy. Well, that's that's probably what's wrong with um, at the root core of human beings. Uh, uh, if we go really deep into it, in terms of sure. the the aspect of if it's not control, um, and I I I understand from a histor historical perspective of um, socialism does work on paper, and I think what you're mentioning from a scalar perspective would would suit that thing to a T of. It's looking what is for the best intent of one, the planet, people, and everybody be uh, to certain uh, to a certain extent being in one and going all in in one direction, which is probably <laughs> as far as history control could said is not it's never happened because ultimately people want to um, to have certain control. Um, I've only had to look at probably the lineage of of my family alone of uh, my mom and an aunt went to school when uh britain was an empire and, and a, a considerable power and on on the on the world's um map it's not that and it's not that, that to this day does it still act like that politically it sure as hell tries to but i don't think it's got the i i know it's not got the clout because the little island at the end of the day it's it's uh, it probably does follow the U.S. like a little dog, 
and that's being harsh but that's probably the truth in terms of it if it's to go into if it's not Iraq it's not Afghanistan it's and it's termed to be proven well there wasn't any weapons in Iraq well what was the reason to go in and to destabilize the country at the end of the day um, so if I don't go off too much of a tangent I'll come back to, to original what we were talking about is I think the, the, the way that you you showcase it well on, on your your information pack is, is, is looking at scalar energy like photosynthesis is to a plant and, and what I'd like to ask you t- Tom is how does the scalar in energy then impact obviously nature as a whole because obviously people would argue that if it wasn't for carbon dioxide, what would plants get some of the energy from that they ultimately turn back into oxygen? Yeah. I, I, I don't advocate eradicating obviously all the carbon dioxide. It is necessary for photosynthesis. It, it is, a, if you will, a nutrient for plants. What, what I advocate is a, a cleaner way of transportation, power generation, and the ability to use scalar energy for quantum health. Those are just some of the aspects of, of scalar energy. Will it be a paradigm shift? Yes. Will it change the, the energy industry? Of course. Will it change the medical industry? Of course. Will it change transportation? Yes. There, there was a scientist by the name of Grubenikoff who, who created a, a scalar energy flying platform. He wow. could fly, he could negate gravity, he had an anti-gravity platform. So that that in and of itself will summarily address our transportation woes, our transportation problems. You know, there's there's a problem with, with scarcity of highways. Well, if, if you're traveling about an anti-gravity platform, there's no scarcity. There is no highway in the sky. So all of these problems will, many of these problems, I should say, will be overcome by this new way of living, by this new energy. Do I expect pushback? Sure. I mean, I, I see subtle pushback already. You know, I try and place some of my work on, on uh, social media and the algorithms are against me. You know, I, I have groundbreaking research. This should be, uh, uh, if you will, promulgated by, by the media sources. No, well, that's not the case because the media, as we know, is, is in many ways controlled by the cabal. But I persist. You know, nobody intimidates me. And the people will carry this message. Do you, do you think the techno, if we looked at it from a transport perspective of, um, if I use Elon Musk of using his, oh, what the hell is the technology called? Um, the, it's obviously the, AI. AI? the mag, the, the, no, no, the, the magnet, the, um, maglec trains and things like that. Yeah. Would, would this technology supersede that? Cause ultimately, obviously yeah. you said this is a slight energy difference between, um, the magnetic, so obviously the North and South Pole. Yeah. And things that would this this source of energy supersede that because obviously it was talked about to go between I think of San Francisco and LA and it would reduce the time to I think about two hours which is obviously is is mind blowing do it do it obviously California is probably one of the worst for 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 highways and things like that I've uh, I've, I've spoken to enough people in um, especially the metropolitan area of LA they've got a implement into their schedules how much time they might have to spend in traffic yeah yeah i uh to answer your question yes it would make obsolete any train 
scalar energy would make obsolete. Now, keep in mind, if you're flying as Grabenikov did on this platform, you don't need rails, you don't need a boxcar, you don't need magnets, you just overcome gravity and you fly about. And uh, it's safe. When you're in an anti-gravity environment, you cannot have a collision, by the way. There's no accidents. It's almost like it's almost like science fiction to a certain extent because we're talking about obviously people that watch Star Wars or Star Trek. They they, they know what quantum stuff is because ultimately it's that. Um, well, if I use my my memory serves of, uh, I think it's Star Trek, but if, if, if it's not, I apologize to one or the other of like quantum leaps and things like that to be able to go from one place in in time to be able to go light years into. Uh, well, it's not necessarily the future, but it obviously happens in 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 a couple of seconds. So it, it, it's obviously it's been talked about oh, to a certain extent in in in, in sci fi stuff. But you're talking about obviously this stuff is it's practical. It, it's practical. This is, not, this is not theory anymore. I have scalar energy instruments. I have entered into that realm of scalar energy. I'm no longer working with an electromagnetic dimension. I work in a different reality. And when you work in this other reality, scalar energy, you can do so much that you cannot achieve readily with electricity. Do you, th- do you think the, the challenge that you face or this technology faces is because of people's I'm going to be really harsh now. Narrow-mindedness and a little bit scared of uncertainty because ultimately, uh, well, especially when I talk about people's health, I talk about uncertainty a lot. But where obviously people have succeeded and succeeded in the past, obviously they see infinite possibilities in the future and they're not scared of taking that, as you call it, leap of faith because, okay, it might work out. It might not work out. I see failure as learning. Blah blah blah. And obviously, you, you keep going until you to to you get said result or or you shift. Do you think it's obviously the kind of racing paradox of let's 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 not even contemplate this? Most people thing. are accepting. Most people are accepting as to what I'm doing. The majority of people are accepting. They see the science, they look at my website, they see the test results, and they say to themselves, well, this is the, the objective evidence that we want. And they they see that this is valid. And with that, then they then they tell their friends. It's all grassroots. Again, I, I can't accentuate enough how I want to help mankind, but there are roadblocks. The media, the 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 media houses of the world have not helped, nor will they. Yeah, but you could say the whole model of mass media is the whole—I won't say the whole purpose, but the generally how they function is be scarcity, fear, yeah. and then we, we, we recycle. You generally never see something that's positive, yeah. or it'd be very, very small. You're right. You're right. I, it's it's to me. It's sinful. Why be so negative and why put why put the people down and why intimidate the people? This I, I I am not a fear monger. I don't want people to live in fear. I want them to be happy. I agree. It's the wrong mindset. You're right. Well, it's a lot easier to put people against each other than it is to collectively. Uh, 
come together and okay we talked about obviously the kyoto agreement and that's 25 years ago of the us were willing to uh, you can't fault clinton's administration and al gore specifically to okay i was only 95 nine years old obviously for me it was like it's it's no big deal as okay this this climate thing of that the adults are talking about it doesn't affect me right here and now because it's i've got more pressing things to worry about of what i've been fourth fifth grade in school so i've I've got probably more more, more pressing things as i see it but i think the the, the, the notice that you're talking about is obviously it always comes back to control of you know the the, the minute few wanting right. to be able to make all the decisions of the, I think there's obviously been a shift in the last twelve months alone of of people pushing back about about um, especially in this country of if there was ever to be another lockdown there would be civil unrest because people are like well the science has proven. It, it did help to some extent and it hasn't thus people i think at the beginning were willing to be accommodating of each another as a human being uh we'll, we'll we will stay in our houses for six weeks if it's only six weeks it became obviously six months and um obviously other countries have been a lot more severe than that but it is in fact is impacted on other aspects of people's life you know mental well-being uh, they can't see their families, etc. And obviously, I think from um, a humanity standpoint, we can't overcome every virus. There's going to come a point where, to depend on if you're spiritual or not, nature always wins. It, 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 it's, right. it's only only. If we looked at it like the you know the the oh god Captain Planet and things like that, human Mother Earth is uh, a being in herself, and she's only doing what's best for the planet. As well, human beings are getting a bit too oh, big for their boots. Thus, what can I do to uh, rebalance the status quo to kind of go? Well, you can't be doing deforestation blah 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 you know if we keep raising the temperature by the degree by the time there's going to come a point where you've seen it in africa to some extent of starvation the crops aren't thing and and the the sahara there that's i can't say the word the sahara there is getting bigger and bigger by the day so it, it the world is obviously changing and if we don't look to be embracing of new things, obviously it's 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 not going to affect people that are in the powers that be now. It's going to be generations after me, because to a certain extent, I think we're looking at twenty fifty and beyond, where there's going to be real damage. It's going to be people's grandkids and great-grandchildren are going to have to deal with the consequences of, of our actions or inactions to be able to do something different. So the time for change is now. And that's what I'm trying to, once again, put forward. This technology is real. It will solve our problems, many problems. 
what we're doing right now isn't working. Let's face it. I, I hear people complaining about carbon emissions. I hear people playing, complaining about climate change, yeah. that there's not enough money, that people are disgruntled. Well, okay, I get it. And I agree in many ways. So let's change. What, what's the option? Well, well, let's try something different. Scalar energy is an entirely new paradigm. It's a new way of, of looking at reality. Why not? It's a new energy source, so to speak. Why not? Well, coming back to your earlier point, it's not really new. It's just, yeah. it's been hidden. Um, and right. I think if you, if you look down down the history, the, down the ancient, ancient civilizations of the Egyptians, uh, You're right. say that, say all the, the, the ancient seven wonders of the world, you're thinking, well, if I use Giza, because it's probably the easiest, the, the, the great pyramids, you're thinking, how on earth has that been created by mankind? But as they've looked at, I think, um, oh, was it? I can't remember the, the casing of the the uh, pyramids. Are not there. I think there's one that's got a little bit of it. It was based on some of the minerals, and they used obviously not scalar energy, but electricity. Then you can kind of go, well, okay, if we had access to electricity. 2000 years ago before christ how have we gone backwards some kind of almost like we got stupid overnight and then i've gone through the dark ages and then start evolving again so you're thinking what are we doing as um uh human human beings as almost like we're hitting the reset button for whatever reason of uh you could say it was scaremongering or or um what's the word i want to use using the aspect of oh i can't think of the word it's just completely gone um you know like did the ufos exist like um making things not to be real if we've been able to get technology four thousand years ago to be able to create things that we can't create without modern technology with building equipment why can't we embrace something that is obviously infinite in terms of i can't even think how old the universe is probably like billions of years old and we're we're only like a speck on on the on the the horizon of that i think it's um i was watching the other day we've gone around the milky way i think 19 times which is 19 billion years but we uh, and I think some people were commenting, well, well, the stars don't change. Well, the stars don't change because light takes a long time to move. Uh, and that is basic science in in terms of that. So I think what you're, you're saying is, I probably reiterate that, is that there is no time like the present, as might, might as well embrace something. What's the worst that can happen? It's the way of that. So my last question I'd like to ask you, Tom, before we wrap up this episode is, if you had to summarize into one sentence of what we talked about today, let me say that again. If you had to summarize what we've spoken about into one sentence for people to take away, what would that be? Scalar energy is a gift from God. It's perfect energy. The world should embrace the gift from God. So once again, Tom, thanks again for coming on the Mindset Athlete Podcast. Thank you. 
It's been my absolute pleasure. Yeah, lively conversation. Hey, by the way, um, scalarlight.com, we offer free sessions to everybody in the world. Email us your photograph. I'll prove to you that this works. Scalarlight.com. So any picture, Tom? Any photograph. Okay, I'll probably do that myself. I'll do that myself. (laughs) And include your pets and include your family members. I'll prove to you that this quantum healing is, is a reality. Well, I think to give some people some context before we, we, we end, the energy is obviously, between you and I, is obviously going to be bouncing backwards and forwards. Because if we didn't get along, the energy wouldn't feel... You'd, you'd have this notion of there's a gut reaction that mm, something doesn't sit well with uh, Tom or something doesn't sit well with how I'm feeling, James. That's obviously an energy thing. And... and, and be it you're just taking it to the next stage of going into every aspect of our lives. So yeah. once again, Tom, it's been my absolute pleasure to have you on. And thank you for sharing. Oh, it's my pleasure. All right, then, Tom, all the best. Okay, mate. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode and got loads from it. Anything that was included and discussed will be available in the show notes below and i would love to hear from you come and connect and ask your questions i've been james roberts from jamesowenroberts.com remember this quote by chris hoth an athlete is a mindset it's how you prepare think and execute not by some elite status or physical stature anybody can be an athlete <laughs>